This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We have a little Ute news, uh, Gordon, and then we're going to talk to our guy, PK. Uh, Utah offensive lineman Orlando Umana, according to several reports, is uh, entering the NCAA transfer portal. Oh, is he? Oh, he's a good player. That that. I mean, you know, we'll see what uh, who steps into his place, but he's a good player on what uh, is supposed to be a pretty good offensive line. So, by the way, do you know I can get a print of Nighthawks that is seventy-two inches by forty-eight inches for sixty bucks? How about that? I might do that. It's bold considering you just discovered the painting today. Love it. Yeah, it is a good painting. Yeah, another man who is well versed in the arts. PK? Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. You hear him every single morning alongside David James from 6 to 10 on DJ and PK. He is PK, Patrick Kinahan. What's up, Pat? Cannons don't plunder. There's nothing to plunder. Jake Scott is an overboard victim of fate. That I am, my friend. Whoa, yeah. I, I love that. Uh, that. What an intro. And by the way, I got a particularly nice message from my guy PK yesterday. So I appreciate that, PK. You're the man. You're freaking welcome. And I had to keep the secret for like four or five days of the big activity that was going to be happening for you. Yeah, I uh, I had no idea, honestly. I was completely surprised for the by the, the, the whole thing. And uh, did, I, I, did Naz tell PK? No, I think PK's source played a role in the whole weekend uh, as well, but okay. uh, may have uh, uh, found out in other ways, right, PK? Uh, she provided childcare. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, she is a hero because I know that wasn't easy for three days juggling those two kids. Well, I know. She asked me if I would do it. I said, no way. <laughs> you know, this is the thing about PK, in case you didn't know it already. He always finds a way to find out. He does. Well, he's a reporter. He always he finds a way. And when I think of how he found out about this, I mean, come on, PK, you're just living right. Not that it was a big breaking news story I or suppose. anything. Yeah. Uh, no, I just know his mother. <laughs> uh, PK, lots to uh, to Magic get to happened. with you. Uh, I want to start with the Jazz, but I also want to talk some college football with you as well because I know uh, you and DJ got into it or have been getting into it a lot lately. But uh, what do you? What was your reaction for those that didn't hear the show this morning to uh, the Dennis Lindsay news last night? I don't think that was a big surprise. I mean, ownership changes. Changes are going to happen. It's the way of the world. Dennis been there a long time. And good job. Uh, see what his future holds, what he wants, and uh, so they're going in a different direction. Uh, to me, it's a good thing Justin Zanuck, the guy for now anyway, for see how long for now lasts. He's got a lot of experience. 
if it's the fan perspective, most people care about what you do, not the one who's doing it as far as the organizational aspect of it. Go ahead and make good moves and continue to be a playoff contender and try to get better as a title contender. So what are your instincts telling the PK about what caused the move? Do you think it was just face value, Dennis deciding to spend time with his family? Or do you think that, do you think it was what you already said where Ryan Smith has an idea for what he wants? Or do you think it was uh, some sort of uh, friction within the organization? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. But even if it was friction – what's the big deal? I mean, uh, people don't keep these jobs forever, right? In pro sports. I mean, how many times do you see a, we'll just call him a general manager. I mean, he was executive vice president. They have different titles. And you know, it used to be in the old days. And it's really not that earth shattering to me. It happens all the time. You know, the Dallas Mavericks with Rick Carlisle was there, was there 13 years, right? And then, what, a week later, he gets another job, goes back to Indiana. Uh, so these types of things happen. Mitch Kupchak was there for a long time in Los Angeles, and then they have a little bit of a change, and now I, I believe I think he's with Charlotte, right? Yeah. So, I mean, those are just like two off the top of my head. Um, uh, McDonough down in Phoenix made some good decisions, some decisions that didn't work out, and – now James Jones is running the show, and they decide to hire Monty Williams, make a great trade for Chris Paul, and on the verge of going to the finals for the third time in franchise history. So when you look at it, uh, let's just assume, just for argument's sake, that there was so- some sort of friction. Okay, that's not that unusual. Uh, friction is a can be any number of things. You think differently. You want to do this. You want to do that, whatever it might be. It's really in pro sports. It's not, to me, that unusual. Sometimes, like in our teams, when these things happen, we try to make them a bigger deal, I think, than it really is when you step back. It's like when BYU under Lavelle Edwards, if they ever had an assistant coach left, when Norm Chow left, oh, it was like a scandal. Norm Chow left. and Assistant coaches come and go all the time. It's just the way of the world. I tell the story of when Majerus was coaching at Utah and he wanted to get rid of Jeff Judkins. You know, he basically stripped him of any possible duty. He, duty practically took away his dignity, and it, you know, it didn't sit well with a lot of people. At the same time, the coach has the right to to have whoever he wants on the staff, and and after a while, changes are made. So that's sort of that's pretty much the way I look at it. What do you think is left to be done, PK? Of course, you know, we hear the Danny Ainge rumors and some other guys out there. You think um, maybe there's some front office hires to be done now? Yeah, my guess would be, yeah. I mean, once the situation the, uh, the, was it in October, whenever it was, uh, that uh, this ownership change was announced. I can't remember when it was announced. Uh, the, the Ainge situation, the name came up immediately because there was a relationship there. Not that surprising that his name would come up, given the fact that there's a relationship there, right? And people tend to hire people who they are comfortable with and who they believe in. So, but Ainge had said he made a joke after he left Boston that uh, he, he, I don't know who's going to hire somebody who really doesn't want to work that much. So, 
what does that mean as far as that goes? Uh, is he interested in full time? Because this is this is a full time job. If you're gonna if you replace Dennis, but Justin already has the job and he's been doing it day to day. So I'm not sure. I think there's a lot of stuff that's potentially going to happen. And when you look at it, okay, yeah, changes happen when ownership changes are and leadership changes are in effect that it, there's going to be some form of trickle-down effect. But I really believe, unless you guys think differently, from the fan perspective, if you're a fan of this team, which basically that's really all I am. Uh, I'm not coming at it from the ex-player aspect of it. I'm, I'm looking at it from trying to represent the fan. Does it matter? Do you really care? who's running the show. You care about the decisions that they make as long as they're good decisions and put a quality product out on the floor. That's the most important thing as opposed to who's doing it. People are still interested in the backstory, though. Yeah, but is it that that different? I get it. But is it really that different of what goes on in pro sports? Well, I guess it, it, what it, what, you said it right, what it, what it means for the future. Is really what it comes down to. And uh, first of all, I think Justin Zanuck is really a bright basketball mind. I don't know what your interactions with him are like, PK, but he's a sharp dude. He really is. But I also agree with what you said earlier that there are things that are yet to happen here. And I wrote about it. There's, I have a column up at sltrib.com if you want to check it out. When, when Ryan Smith took over the Jazz he said, and he brought Dwayne Wade aboard, he said, this is just the beginning. And I believe him. I think he, he's got stuff in his mind that he wants to bring along. And I think yeah. what's happening here is part of that. And who he's going to add to the equation, I'm not sure, but it'll probably be someone of significance. Well, or some ones, I guess, being yeah. uh, plural. Uh, yeah, he wants to be an owner of a franchise. We've known that for years that this was his desire. I was told the story that he was involved with Robert Sarver down in Phoenix and Sarver was going to let him have a hundred million as far as buy-in. He says, what's the, what does that get me? Sarver told him good seats. And he said, Nope. And obviously he didn't do it. You know, he wants to be involved. He, and obviously, too, he has that right. No one is going to deny that he has this right to do as he sees fit. And so I, I believe that to what degree it's going to look dramatically different from the way the Millers ran the organization. And that's fine. But I think that's my whole point rather than, okay, you want to know the juicy details of the backstory. I understand that, right? People want to know, uh, you know, what, what's going on. And if for no other reason, then you can tell your neighbor or to tell your friend, hey, guess what I know? You know and you get to be in on the gossip. So that's great. You want to do that. But the point I'm making is that I am fine with this decision because he has the right to do it. And so, and and yes, teams are going to present it that way. I mean, especially, you know, this team, the one few years back, remember, I mean, they're very image conscious and that's great too. Uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell was swearing as he came off the floor. And I think uh, channel four had it. Remember when in the uh, playoff series with the 
with, with the Rockets. Right. So he swore, and then they, they, they eliminated the media from being there. You know, they don't want to catch him uh, doing that. Well, the rest of us look at it and say, well, he's a human being. He was hotter than the collar in the moment, so he swore. Big deal. Who cares? Right. That's the way I look at that deal. It didn't matter to me, but they want to make sure they present the best foot forward to uh, the community. I get all that. Who doesn't want that? So maybe they spin it a little bit. And that's fine, too. Oh, you know, even if it, even if it was worst case scenario, I hate you. I hate you. Get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. So what? I mean, these things happen all the time. And I don't think it was that to that degree, by the way. I'm not saying that. I'm just going worst case scenario worst-case scenario for the sake of argument. PK, as uh, we're a little over a week since uh, the end of the Jazz playoff run, and I want to stay p- focused on the playoffs here for a second, but as you've kind of done a little autopsy in your brain as to uh, maybe why they f- came up short, what uh, what comes off the top of your head? Oh, a lot of different things. Obviously, injury played a factor, and I know full well that the other team had injury. I understand that. But I think if you look at the Clippers – they had, how would you say, and they were deeper, I guess, right? They had more guys who could replace Kawhi Leonard than the Jazz had who could replace Mike Conley and somewhat of an uh, obviously ailing Donovan Mitchell, right? They, it seemed like their, their depth had been a strength all year, and it wasn't in the postseason. And they just didn't have it for whatever reason. They didn't have enough firepower and defensively, they looked slower, and they weren't able to stay in front of the Clippers, and the Clippers just exploited it, man, and got hot. So, I mean, I think that, that to me, it sucks that they're not playing. I would much rather have them be still playing. Uh, I guess but they'd be playing the, the Suns right now. That'd be great. It'd be great for the community. It'd be great for work. I don't necessarily have a personal stake in it, but job-wise, there's not, I certainly would love to see them still playing ball. But at the same time, it didn't happen. And you're constantly evaluating your team. So Justin Zanuck got a good look at what the deficiencies are and what they need to do to get better. And that's a good thing. Now, going about it and shoring that up, well, certainly, obviously, it's easier to talk about than they actually do. But that's the charge. I still believe with some little bit of improvement here and there that they could be back next year and be a really good team and have an opportunity to contend. So get a little more specific, PK. What what do you think the Jazz? What is the if you were going to pick out one thing? If you were Justin Zanuck and you had, <laughs> and maybe not carte blanche, but you had an opportunity to pick up a certain kind of a player, what would you be looking for? Well, it, there's it's impossible to just specifically say one thing unless you want to go and buy in a particular philosophy. Do you need more scoring punch? Uh, do you need more athleticism out on the wings to try to keep guys in front of you a little bit better? Mm-hmm. So, you know, what what is your priority? I mean, I can identify some areas of need. Do you need a big man who can step out and shoot and give you the put the four on the or five on the floor uh, together? How about that? Is that something that you'd want? I mean, that's three or four things right there. I, I don't know that you can. Uh, singularly say it's A, B, C, or D, I think what you do is then you try to figure out, okay, we got three or four things that we need to improve upon. What is our best chance to improve upon any one of those categories? And then if it would be, say, like, for the hypothetically, well, we're going to go with 
of five guys. You know, we need another, we need a big guy who can shoot from the perimeter. And if you think that that is the best thing that you can get in terms of improvement, well, then maybe that becomes the priority because that's the easiest for you to improve upon. Whereas if you think you can make some maneuvers and get a little bit more athletic on the perimeter to keep guys in front of you, maybe you think then that's the way to go. You see what I'm saying there? Sure. PK, uh, we're up against it. I really wanted to ask you about Charlie B and your new nickname for the youth quarterback. But <laughs> did you like that? I did like Cardi that. Cardi B yes. or Charlie B? Uh, Charlie B. B. But PK yeah. uh, referenced uh, a uh, a what what a, a consultant we had years ago that said uh, identified <laughs> the the current events. And PK had a couple of humdingers this morning, including Charlie B. <laughs> yeah, the new quarterback for Utah is going to be Charlie B. And when he throws a touchdown pass, we're going to yell, what? <laughs> I got to admit, I, I I laughed pretty hard at that line this morning. So <laughs> PK I wanted was, to PK get that was in. pretty proud of yeah. himself for that one. No, As I you should tell. be, PK. And I got the impression and, it was pretty off the cuff, too. Oh, that's the great thing about it, which is about 90% <laughs> of anything that comes through my mind. It was I just made it up. Literally, as I was talking, <laughs> it was pretty funny. I, I laughed, but brilliant, PK. Hey, brilliant. It, 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 what's Utah's potential if whoever takes that job is uh, turns out to be pretty good? If it's Charlie B or somebody else, I mean, doesn't that's the component that has to happen, right? To salvage a serious question out of this. What? <laughs> I think that they can be a contender to win the South. Uh, I think the North is going to be stronger this year. Uh, but as far as the South goes, yeah, I think if Charlie D ends up with a lot of laps, that they could end <laughs> up being a strong, strong contender. Yeah, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but I'm expecting to be in November and have them be no more than a game out of first place, maybe in first place, and then find out what happens in Vegas when you get to that conference title game. So, yeah, I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for – both BYU and Utah. Utah State is more of a wait and see, but as far as BYU and Utah, I'm excited for both of their seasons to get going. Yeah, I don't want the summer to be wished away, but I am big time excited, and everybody knows how much I love college football anyway. So, PK, real quick, uh, you talked about the Utes there. The Cougars, uh, you know, that over-under on victories, what was it, 6.5, I think it was, wasn't it, Jake? Something like that. Uh, do you th- do you think they can bounce uh, forward off of last year's success with a tougher schedule? I mean, that schedule this year is is, is P five quality. It is, yeah, I do. I think they, if if you're asking me, do I, am I going to go over on six point five? Yes, am I going to go nine or ten? It remains to be seen because you know they've got quarterbacks who have experience, but they don't have a ton of, ton of experience. And I absolutely believe if Jaron Hall is healthy, he will be the starting quarterback for the Cougars. Well, PK, thank you very much uh, for jumping on with us, man. Always fun. Do you have any other okay, uh, right. musical uh, treatments you want to throw our way? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was, was that uh, that was uh, Cardi? Don't call me Charlie B, right there. Oh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well done, Austin. Nice, uh, PK. Thanks. We'll be tuning in tomorrow morning. All right, guys. Take care. Why Everybody. aren't you understanding? Oh, <laughs> All right. The great Patrick Inahan, PK, here every single morning, 6 to 10, here on the Zone Sports Network, alongside David James, of course, TJ and PK. Love their show. PK <laughs> was on a roll today. I was laughing about that. Did That's you see Cardi B kill it?
at the BET Awards while 16 weeks pregnant. Yeah, I knew she wow. announced she was pregnant. No, I, did I didn't not see, see that. I did not see the performance. Hmm. Anyway, I saw it on mute because I'm a good boy. PK, uh, he's up to date though. I'll tell you what, he's all <laughs> over it. That's our guy. <laughs> when I think of hip, can you beat Patrick in the hand? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, you can't. You can't, can't you? Oh, love PK. Thanks to him for jumping on with us. Uh, we'll have more uh, coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned. We'll get back into the jazz <laughs> shakeup in the uh, in the front office, of course. Big topic of conversation today on the Zone Sports Network. But right now, let's get out to the Zone phone. Joining us now from uh, excuse me from Premier Wave Therapy is our friend Dr. Johnson. What's going on, Doctor? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, we're doing great. Uh, let's help our listeners who maybe aren't doing so great with their love lives. There's an easy way to take care of that. Yep. Uh, come to us and get some acoustic wave therapy, which is a, a treatment that uses shock wave therapy to help grow new blood vessels, which is the main problem in erectile dysfunction. You, just, you lose your blood vessels over time due to aging process hormones and various things. And this restores that normal function by growing new blood vessels. It's great. And you, you guys do a lot of stuff, but uh, you have been part of developing a lot of this technology, and you you have put your own unique spin on it to make the treatments more effective. That's correct. I was a professor at Duke uh, for many years, several years ago, and I helped develop a bunch of lasers. That's kind of my expertise, and decided to get into this uh, market because I was, you know, passionate about helping people out. So I've, you know, utilized my knowledge of laser physics and medical devices and anatomy to develop the best protocols and treatments for this kind of problem that men are facing. All right. So if you want to turn back the clock, here's the number 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-WAVE. You can also get online premierwave.com. That's premierwave.com. Get it taken care of. Dr. Johnson, thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Talk to you later. All right, there you go. Premier Wave Therapy. Again, that number, 385-360-WAVE, or go to premierwave.com. We'll have more for you coming up straight ahead. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. When I get the carpets and tile clean, it's never just clean. It's Zero Res clean, and I won't have it any other way. Just $33 per room clean. You deserve the best. You deserve Zero Res. Schedule with Zero Res today. Gordon, uh, an article in the Salt Lake Tribune coming out. Let's see. What was this, like 20 minutes ago, half hour ago? While we were uh, talking with PK, let's see, Andy Larson and Eric Walden have it. It's up at uh, sltrib.com. They dive into maybe some of the backstory on what's going on uh, with uh, with the Jazz front office. Uh, one thing that uh, that this piece ends uh, or, or um, reveals, and I did not know this, uh, maybe I missed it, but that, that David Fredman, who's been with the Jazz for a long, long time, his contract will not be renewed. So mm. the Denzel, Dennis Lindsay change is not the only one. As Fredman was uh, uh, operating as the team's director of pro player personnel. And so that's uh, one thing that this piece added. But uh, I'll just read their first paragraph here, Gordon, and we can 
Um, we can also talk about what uh, they're further reporting, but I thought this was probably the most uh, groundbreaking part of it. And hey, you, you're supposed to put, what do they call the first paragraph? The lead? Yeah. You're supposed to put it in there. Here's what they say. Dennis Lindsay's exit from the uh, from the Utah Jazz's president of basketball operations chair was more of an ownership decision than Lindsay's personal one. Sources tell the Salt Lake Tribune as new owner Ryan Smith chose to move on without Lindsay at the helm and selected general manager Justin Zanuck as the team's primary decision maker. No big surprise there. No, I just hadn't seen it reported. So right, I thought right. we'd try and keep our listeners up to date with the latest reporting. That's from Andy and Eric that this was – an ownership uh, move. And, you know, Lindsay talked about how he's been considering it for a while and wants to spend more time with his family. And I actually think the, the things can be true, both, yeah, both true and once. Be true. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. But um, this reporting uh, talking about it's more, that was more of an ownership decision. Any other uh, nuggets in there that uh, you saw? Honestly, I was trying not to be rude to our guest by uh, uh, reading this while we were talking with uh, PK, but they do, they do go into... Um, uh, the fragile relationship uh, between Dennis Lindsay and um, uh, Coach Quinn Snyder a little bit more. They don't get into detail of who said what when, mm-hmm. but just that the relationship might not have been um, uh, great or the communication at the very least might not have been great. And he, they didn't get into some specifics of where they may have differed uh, in opinion. And um, There was some strife in there. Come on. You know, inside the organization. There was. And this is pretty in-depth reporting on some of that. I don't know if it any of this changes the overall premise of our conversation right, today. But right. there are some more uh, details in here, specifically about Fredman. There's a lot of quotes from uh, from Fredman in here. Um, for, He's been around. Dave's been around forever. I mean, he, he is really... Well, he's an a, he's an institution within the, the organization for sure. He had this quote, which I thought it was great. Uh, he says, "Quote: I just met with them, and they just informed me that they weren't going to offer me a contract moving forward. I want to convey that I'm certainly disappointed, but not bitter. The Jazz has been a great to me. It's been a, an honor working for 42 years for the Jazz franchise, and we'll see what happens moving forward. It's important to note that I have no plans to retire. Yeah. Well, uh, okay, I." You know, I, I'm aware of most of the stuff that's been reported, and um, I, I, I really think that Ryan Smith is a big, big thinker. And there's this whole idea, you know, the Derek Harper thing, and I put this in my column as well about what happens next with the Jazz. There's this idea that Utah is this backwoodsy place that people don't want to go to, and there's not that much happening here. Ryan Smith couldn't disagree with that more. He thinks that this is a, an absolute garden spot, a great place to live and uh, and work and play, and that uh, it should be treated that way. And I think that's the way he thinks about the Utah Jazz, that it should be a reflection of of his characterization of the state of Utah and that the sky's really the limit, that they, they should think big. Uh, when it comes to who's involved with the club, Dwayne Wade is a great example of that, and that that he he thinks that uh, that, that this is a, a terrific place to work, or uh, the Utah Jazz and and a team to play for, and so he's going to approach it that way, and uh, we'll see how it turns out. But he is a mover and a shaker, that's for sure. 
So just another plug for uh, Andy and, and Eric's reporting, sltrib.com. It's, it's, it's really good, and they get into more detail than we could uh, certainly on the show. So we'll give another plug for those two and their solid reporting uh, at sltrib.com. But here's the thing, Gordon. You and I talk about ownership and the importance. I, I, can't, uh, I couldn't tell you how many guests you've asked for their opinion on who is the most important yeah. person in an organization. And to a, a person, they almost all say, you know, it works from the owner down, and there's no doubt that um, a, a different management style or a different uh, way to do things within an ownership group is going to have an effect on a on a franchise like it would any business. And uh, there, I hate this saying, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. And so why would anybody want to skin a cat? I know. I I've always hated that. that. I don't know why I just used it. But do people skin cats? But anyway. the way Larry Miller and Gail, of course, and the Miller family ran the organization was very effective. I don't think anybody would argue with that. But and know. neither neither would uh, Ryan. I mean, no, yeah. I, I, you're 100 percent right. I would I would almost guarantee he said that. But you know, for a, a new guy to come in and and uh, and Gal too. I mean, from all uh, this is a family operation, much like it was with the Millers. Um, decide to come in and, and see if they can't put their own spin on things and and be more effective based on their own life and business experiences. I mean that, like has been said about a zillion times today, that that shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. Yeah, and I'll bet you you talk to any coach or executive or owner who is filling big shoes, uh, I, I bet the advice to them is always be who you are. You know, I pay attention and listen to and learn, but be who you are. Don't try to copy someone else. And uh, I think that's what Ryan Smith is doing. Uh, he is, he's going after this the way he thinks is the best way to do it. And he's going to get the people involved that he thinks would will help him reach his goal. And his goal is to win a championship. You know, that's not the ba- best advice depending on who you're giving it to. How so? Would you really want to tell Dan Snyder to go ahead and be who you are? <laughs> okay, change. Don't be who you are. I don't know, but I don't want to be what, you know, whatever he's doing isn't working. <laughs> So, I mean, would you really tell James Dolan? Would you be like, hey, James, be who you are. Look, uh, just back off. Fade into the background somewhere. Do nothing. Yeah. Let everybody else do the work. And in some cases, that That's is the better. best way. I, I, you know, I'm kind of joking, but it, it's the different styles, right? It's the different. Is it like uh, like Larry Miller, for example? He was a he was a hands-on owner, as you know, in a lot of senses. But when it came to basketball moves, maybe not as much, right? Where he trusted Jerry and Scott Layden and Kevin O'Connor and the brain trust that he went with to, you know, do the diligence. And of course, Larry would sign off on things. And there's that famous off-season where he spent all that money and on Memo Kerr and Carlos Boozer. And he was a part of that, but he was also very confident in the people that he put in the jobs to do it. I'm sure. I mean, but uh, you know, he, Larry's such a smart guy. He could he could figure these things out and know when to express his knowledge and uh, when to uh, back away and let the experts do their job. But some owners uh, are not that. very good at, at yeah. making deciding when is best to be hands-on and when is not. But do you think not. Ryan Smith strikes you as the kind of guy who would sit back and say, I'm the basketball expert now. We're going to make all, I'm going to make all the decisions. I, it just doesn't – look, I've talked to Ryan Smith for about an hour and a half, and uh, but the impression I got from him is that it's not necessarily what he knows about basketball. It's what the people he knows, what they know 
and he's going to rely on those folks, people he trusts. We'll see. I don't think you can say that for sure. Yeah, I, don't. I, I honestly don't. We'll see what his style turns out to be. I'm not sure. I, I don't know him. Uh, uh, I haven't. Well, I've met him a few times, but I haven't had an hour and a half, Gordon, 90 minutes. But anyway, I don't know. We'll see what kind of owner he turns out to be. Want to remind you about uh, the top 1660 back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day, 1.30, as Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the top 60 players in the state of Utah. As to count you down to the start of college football, it's top 1660, presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon, only on the Zone Sports Network. We're straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Time for a little 20 seconds of baseball. Oh, boy. I know. Uh, Brought to you by our friends at Peach Window and Door. For more than 25 years, Peach Window and Door has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255, for all of your window and door needs. Time for 20 Seconds of Baseball. And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the Big Show's Austin Horton. Hi. Right here on the Zone Sports Network. After the All-Star game was removed from Atlanta in reaction to voter suppression laws, the Rockies were awarded the Midsummer Classic. Today has announced Colorado shortstop Trevor Story will take part in the Home Run Derby at Coors Field on July 12th. Mike Trout, meanwhile, was moved to the 60-day IL, so he'll miss the All-Star festivities. And the Bees continue their homestand tonight against Las Vegas at 6.30 on 12-8 Zone. All right. Woo. There you go. Always impressive. Um, I'm looking up the standings because I have no idea how the Rockies are doing uh, at the moment. Let me. But whenever I hear Rockies, because they haven't done anything for so long, <laughs> I can't help but thinking of that uh, that line from Major League where they're talking about the the Indians in Cleveland, mm-hmm. but where we have a club in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here in Denver. Have you ever been to Coors Field? Yeah, a few times. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's nice. I yeah, mean, but they always seem to stink. They they lost to the the Red Sox back in Ott whatever. <laughs> they were just in the National League Divisional round two years ago. And didn't they get smoked? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like 15 teams make the playoffs these days. Well, maybe last year. Yeah, they uh, they so, were they they haven't been good in a long time. So what you're saying is that's not fair to criticize the Rockies like that. Who would? It's better? almost fair. We have a club here in Cleveland. Who Our, would? Who would be fair for that? Tampa Bay, even though Except they're for great, they win all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, they're great. How um, are your Angels doing? Well, I just told you Mike Trout's on the 60-day IL now. I know, but how are they doing? Shohei Otani is maybe going to win the MVP. He's was he hit like 25 dingers? He's amazing. He just did another one in New York today. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what side of 500 are they? So uh, how are the Phillies? Uh, they've been struggling a little lately. Yeah, they're uh, a full game back of the Expos, who I, you I, were trashing me for <laughs> just well, like a week whore. ago. A week? That was they're, a month ago. They're better than the Phillies now? I honestly, I think the Angels are four or five below 500 now. 37 and 40. Oh, okay. Two what, games what better. Are, what are your Expos? Uh, 37 and 38. And what are my Phils? 36 and 39. 
So we're all so, right there. So they're not they're not putrid. They're just all three stink. Mediocre. Yeah. No, they're all bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all bad. Yeah. They all need to be relegated. Let's see here. When you wear your Expos shirt around, do people are you embarrassed? No, I get comments. Man, I'm rooting against the Red Sox. Let's hope they fade. Go Rays. Jake, you you aren't a rooter for. You are a rooter against. I kind of like the White Sox there in first. Why? What makes you like the White Sox? I've been to a couple White Sox games. <laughs> Is that a reason to like them? Why not? They might win it all this year. I like them better than Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, or Kansas City. So, okay. What do you have against Minnesota? Uh, Adrian, really. Adrian? Yeah. yeah. Adrian Lizer. Yeah. Gordon's daughter once lived in Minnesota. I know. She sure did. I know. I've been to the Mall of America where they have the oh. seat, the seat <laughs> ha- hammered up on the wall there where uh, I think it was, was it Harmon Killebrew who hit, hit uh, home run? Well, we'll see if it happens. I, I, uh, I, I don't, well, I haven't heard if this you're in a long time. I, my just, daughter lives in Minnesota. I say you dusted that one off. She's been back for a while too. Yeah, she has. I guess I'm rooting for the Brewers. That's the team I'm going for. Do they still have the, the dude who slides into the beer after a home run? <laughs> yeah, it goes down the slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, right. Oh, what is his name? I can't remember. <laughs> I always found that hilarious. Do they still have the uh, the, the race? sausage race? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that controversial at one point? The I'm sure. Race? Isn't no, no, everything? No, no, no. There was a the, there was a player. It was Think like, of the hot dogs. <laughs> it was. I think it was Albert. Peter, I'm sure, was mad. No, no, no. It was Albert Bell or somebody like. I shouldn't slander. Albert Bell. I shouldn't slander Albert Bell. But they, no, they they took like they like hit the sausage with the bat. <laughs> that is uh, that's yeah. pretty funny. Like a real bat, though. Not like you mean the Tanya Harding them. Let's see. Or I guess that'd be Nancy Kerrigan. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Why? I'm getting all these incidents like. Uh, <laughs> Sausage incident, May 30, 2019. Well, careful Googling that. I know. Someone that swang a, swung a bat at, a, at, yeah. the, at the... at the. Uh, I think they the, swang it. They <laughs> Or swung. They swung the bat at the meat as it was going by? All right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. This is... This Did is, they swung it? This is the stuff I remember. Oh, okay, this is from, uh, I think, July 10th of 2002. <laughs> In a bizarre scene during a popular costume race at Brewers games, Pittsburgh Pirate first baseman Randall Simon. Who? Who I think might have been a bees guy or a buzz back at the time. But anyway, Randall Simon bopped a woman dressed as a huge Italian sausage with a bat and was arrested. You're thinking of my favorite bees buzz player ever, Mitch Simons. Oh, that could he be He was it. a second baseman. He was a diamond of a human. Why Why would anybody swing a bat at the, 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 the sausage? Prosecutors decided Thursday not to file criminal charges, though Simon was fined $432 for disorderly conduct. The incident happened during the seventh inning stretch as four team employees dressed as an oversized bratwurst, a hot dog, an Italian and Polish sausage were racing past the Pirates' dugout. As they jogged by, Simon squatted the Italian sausage, who went down in a heap. The giant hot dog, 19-year-old Veronica Peisch, stumbled over the sausage and also tumbled to the ground. The two women wearing the costumes were treated for scraped knees. I hope they're millionaires. So he wasn't trying to really, like, them. He was just trying to. That's it. Stop it. Yes, dump that. Yeah, thank you. Can we not have a... We not have a conversation about it was an just, actual event. He was just being playful, right? He didn't mean to actually. And this <laughs> conversation is over. 
He didn't mean to hurt anybody, right? Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now from Premier Wave Therapy, he is the one and only Dr. Johnson, who's been hanging out with us all day long. Doctor, let's close things out strong today. Awesome. Sounds good. That's a perfect segue into what we're going to discuss. So not a perfect segue, <laughs> but it works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, so, Doctor, tell, tell our listeners what you do. Well, we help people recover from erectile dysfunction and vaginal atrophy. Um, men, you know, as they age, they lose function, mostly because of blood loss to the blood, blood vessel loss. And so we restore that normal function by creating new blood vessels through acoustic wave therapy, which uses a shock wave to induce more blood vasculature in the male organ. Does it hurt? It is painless. Yep. So there's no pain. It's uh, six easy sessions, two a week. And then you're well on your way back to the sausage, as they say. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, the idea is turning back the clock, right? Yes, yes, that's exactly what it does. So, you know, as you age, you you get plaque filled up and you lose blood vessels. But this turns the clock back by restoring that function. Awesome. All right, 385-360-WAVE. That is the number, 385-360-WAVE, or get online, premierwave.com. That's premierwave.com. Doctor, thank you very much, as always. Yeah, it's great talking to you. Take care. Back at you. Uh, 385-360-WAVE, 385-360-WAVE, or go to premierwave.com. More of the big show, maybe. Are we sure? If if, <laughs> if we don't get taken off the air. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another Monday in the books. Yep, Monday is over. So we go on to Tuesday. And what will Tuesday bring, Jake? With you, my friend, I can never have uh, any idea. Well, I mean, whether it's between you and me and Austin or whether it's between what's going on in the sports world or what's going on with the Utah Jazz, what's chock full. Uh, game, let's see here, Gordon. It's going to start any minute now. Game five between the Suns and the Clippers in Phoenix, or in Phoenix. Do the Suns finish it off? I already know your answer to this. I, I wouldn't be so sure. You're not picking the Clippers. Your Suns are about to go to the finals. My Suns? Yes. I don't even really like the you Suns. You love the Suns. I, I think they're good. You've been honking the Suns for honking? about a month now. I've all I've been doing is saying this. They're good. A month? How long ago was Devin Booker drafted? Oh, uh, that's true. Well, if you want to go back that far, but. You guys are so full of it. I'm not honking anyone. All mm. I'm saying is, look. Uh, look pull that. All I, no, I said. <laughs> I said. I said. Easy, the, Chester. That the Suns are good. I said that months ago. I believe it, and I still believe it. They're good. They're really good. Well, so you're going to be celebrating tonight, then, you think? No, I'm not celebrating. I'm not rooting for them. It'd be Just rooting for I, them. So I you'll think, be sad if they I, lose. I think it would be good to have it go seven. But then your sons would have to expend more energy before the final. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, I'm You're in the same boat, I'm sure. Hoping for a good game. I'd love to see a series go seven. Always yeah. like seeing a series go seven. Uh, Gordon, enjoy your evening. I know you're looking forward to what's awaiting for you at home, so you you go and have a good time, buddy. Can I go home with you? 
<laughs> We're having hot dogs tonight. You hot dogs a, you and good a, ones? You want a hot dog? Or are you just going to be like just something out of the... Oh, the meat department over what do you at the, mean, the, the, good the one. grocery. I don't know. Normal people like ballpark or something, or or what's the uh, what's the one that sponsors the the Nathan's? contest? Nathan's. We have Nathan's from time to time. What's it like? Uh, what, bar S. What kind of? Yeah, Bar S is fine. What kind of fancy hot dog are you eating? I want. I want a gourmet dog. Oh, I, of I want course. No, don't you? Don't you love a do great you, hot dog? Do you go to the butcher for your hot dogs, or do you just not <laughs> buy hot dogs? Because I don't think they sell hot dogs at the butcher. He goes to the carnicerie. <laughs> I'd like a good hot dog. What the, I mean, come on, don't you? Yeah, that's Didn't why you I, do a piece on hot dogs where you learned that it's just full of everything that's left over? That was... And you're still going to pay $9 a pound? That was in 1988 or something. Yeah, you know? and I'm I sure mean, hot dogs have changed. Oh, I mean, you can get an all-meat hot dog, you know. You get, oh, it's all meat, yeah. I mean, all, you know, good stuff. <laughs> I mean, you guys are. I want a gourmet hot dog. I'm not. I'm not uh, endorsing anything, but J Dogs is really good, is it not? Sure, but you can't just go to Smiths and buy a J Dog. Someone's got to have a good quality dog out there. Yeah, they're called Nathan's. They're wonderful. I like Bar S. Bar S is good. Ballpark's good. Really? Are they? Yeah, they're tasty. How do they rate with say Oscar Mayer? Oscar Mayer's the bottom of all. Yeah, bottom. I might go. I might go all three of those. Oscar Mayer's like Meyer. half fish. All right. Well, I want a quality dog. You know what? You're uninvited to hot dog dinner. <laughs> oh, <aren't you> st- <laughs> <laughs> back, to, back to what you're dreading at home. <laughs> if you've got good stuff, there's a party going on at my house. It doesn't really involve me, um, but uh, I may be stopping by, Jake. You might. You know, right, are, you're, you, you're always welcome. Are you barring the door? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.